Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the beautiful Renee Slansky, a vibrant and a warm heart. Since being launched into the spotlight in 2007 as the international winner of Miss Inside Sport, Renee has gone on to become a familiar face in the industry. Her national and international modelling career has seen her grace many mainstream magazines, front covers, billboards and popular brands. Becoming a national finalist for Miss Universe Australia in 2009, propelled Renee into the public eye as a role model for young women and guest at many social and media events. During this period, Renee began developing her accomplished TV presenting career and worked with several networks such as Channel 7, Channel 9 and Channel 10. Renee's passion for writing and educating women on how to have healthy relationships resulted in the launch of her successful blog, The Dating Directory which has allowed her to become an international professional relationship and dating blogger. What a place to do the interview. She has moved to the south of France, my hometown. So sit back and relax. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to the beautiful Renee Slansky. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. I'm excited to be on the show. So just before we begin, just sort of let our listeners know there may be a little bit of background noise. Uh, The lovely Renee is living in the south of France and there's some uh, works going on outside. So just in case you hear uh, some kind of strange noise, it does sound a little bit like Transformers. And uh, if you saw the beautiful Renee, you would look, you would understand why I say that because she actually looks like one of the girls from Transformers. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So right. Renee, I, um, as we were having a bit of a chat beforehand, uh, the dating directory, how did you come about with that concept? What a brilliant concept. Yeah, well, look, three years ago, uh, my site was originally called Bella and Darcy, and the heart behind that was I wanted to create an online platform for women to uh, help them find, cultivate, and build healthy and fulfilling relationships. And I just found that whilst I had a really good, um, you know, kind of audience that a lot of people didn't even know what Bella and Darcy was because of the name. So I decided to do a rebrand 
And I, whilst doing the rebrand, I wanted to add a directory listing page to my website whereby people could look for a business or a professional service that was related to dating and relationships. And then from there, I thought, okay, that's a great name, The Dating Directory. It really makes it clear, um, you know, makes the name as clear as what my vision was for the website. So I essentially wanted the site to be a place where if, you know, if we get lost and we want to know where we go to for directions, we look at Google, we look at the yellow pages or we look at a map and I wanted the dating directory to be an online version for that for women in the dating and relationship uh, and romance world, you know. So it's a place where not only you can get relationship advice or dating tips but you can also be put in touch with other resources and people um, and companies that can help help you and educate you on how to have healthy and fulfilling relationships. I just love it. And I love the fact that you're also in South of France. I think South of France and Paris is one of the most romantic uh, cities in the world. That's that's my belief anyway. I, I just think it's a perfect place to be and to have the dating directory as well. It goes hand in hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am probably the most hopeless romantic you'll ever meet. I mean, I'm literally like, you know, I love my Disney princes and and everything like that, which is quite funny because um, everyone's always known me to be this hopeless romantic. And then unfortunately, I used to have a lot of hopeless relationships before that. And this uh, blog has really been a, um, kind of like a journey for me as well and what I've gone through and I've been able to then relay that through my blog and now that we're living here in, in France, it's just um, – it's definitely great, I think, to mix up your environment and, you know, you meet a lot of different people and you see how people have different relationships around the world and, and you realise the more that you travel, there's just so much, uh, such a big need for advice in so many different areas. And and to be honest, the reason why I started my blog years ago was because I was in a very toxic relationship and it was a relationship where the man that I was with actually had a child. And at the time, it was still a little bit of a t- taboo subject to to be the other woman in a relationship, not that, you know, he was still with his ex-wife, but it was just, you know, there was no support. No one talked about what it was like to be a stepmom, you know. So I wanted to create this voice for women who were in unique situations because dating and relationships nowadays are so different to how they were 10, 20 or 30 years ago. Um, so just meeting all the different people because of the lifestyle of, uh, my partner and I, where we have to travel a lot, you really get an understanding that, you know, there's such a need for people and for someone to voice what it's like to, to be in a unique situation, to be in a unique relationship and, and what sort of advice you might need. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard on one aspect to travel all the time, but on the other hand, it's just, um, I guess it's what's really growing my blog as well at the same time. What an adventure. I have to ask you, Renee, when you say that relationships now are different than what they used to be, how different are they? Just for for my, I guess, understanding and for our listeners as well. Well, I think, you know, you've got a lot of different influences today, uh, the influence of technology, the influence of social media, whereby we're a generation that is all about fast paced convenience and disposable. You know, we have access to so many more people now because of online dating, because of dating apps, dating sites, that we've also almost become, have a 
a, a disposable attitude towards relationships because we know we can access the next one so quickly and so easily. You know, we we also have commercials in the media which tell us that, you know, you want the quick way, you want the quick fix instead of working at something and having the mentality to stick by it and not just, just be in a relationship based on how you feel but rather about what you know is right. You know, love isn't just a feeling, you know. Some days you might wake up and you don't really feel like you love your man but it doesn't necessarily mean that you leave him. Also, I think, you know, we have... Um, a lot more divorce as well and a lot more um, relationships whereby there are children involved because, you know, generations um, nowadays, like, you know, half of the marriages actually end in divorce, which is actually quite sad. So you've got people that are getting married young, but then they're also getting divorced young. And so, of course, they're wanting to date again. So people are in their second or third marriages, you know, or they're, they're perhaps dating later on in life because for women, maybe their career has been their priority. So there's all these different factors, you know, um, that is basically just a part of, you know, the evolution of society, really. Um, but unfortunately, what they start to do is they start to encro encroach on traditional values and morals. And, and we forget that, you know, love isn't just about convenience. It's, it's, a whole lot more than that and each relationship is completely different but it doesn't mean that just because it's different that it has to fail or that it can't be um you know successful in um in every way so true i think that you made two good points there where you talked about um you know we do go through i look at a relationship it's like sometimes you're on the same waves when i look at the ocean you, sometimes we're on the same wave and other times we're on different waves and I think that because everything's so convenient and, and accessible, that when things aren't going too great, people just give up too quickly. They don't spend that yeah. time and energy to really work through it. And in actual fact, if you actually spend that time to work through it, it's amazing how your relationship becomes deeper and stronger and better. Uh, the other thing that you were talking about too was that each relationship is different. It's amazing how many women and men uh, that I encounter where they won't get themselves involved in a relationship because of past relationships. Mm. So they bring this on to, uh, you know, they allow that their past relationship experience be the block for them to move forward or involve yeah. themselves with a, another person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the problem nowadays is that a lot of people um, – haven't realized that how much uh, self-work you need to do on yourself before you can actually attract the right person into your life. We think that basically finding the right person is just going out there and searching for them rather than actually developing ourselves in such a way that we can just be who we are and attract that person into our life. And to be honest, there isn't a lot of education in relationships in a healthy way nowadays unless you've had it modeled to you by your parents um, or by people that you can trust. Um, it's really hard to know what the fundamentals are to, to have a healthy relationship and what the foundations are, you know, like communication, trust, transparency, all those sort of things. And a lot of people base their happiness and their decisions on circumstances so what I mean by that is, you know, at the end of the day, I believe that you've got a choice to build the life that you want and that you have a choice, um, you know, every day to mentally um, you know, and emotionally make these decisions which are actually going to better your life. 
So we've all got a past and we've all got issues because we're all human. And, you know, the fact is, though, we can either choose to live in the past or we can choose to let go of it and live in the present. And then some people, unfortunately, not only in the past but a lot of people can also live in the future as well and you know so what I mean by that is people might go well when this is like this then I'll be happy you know or when I reach this goal then I'll be happy rather than just embracing what's happening now and dealing with the present situation because that eventually is what's going to build the future that they want. Oh that's so true and you know quite often people do focus on what they want to have and therefore mm. their actions, uh, you know, are completely reactive rather than being that very thing they want. So if, if for example, it's like how could you find love if you don't love yourself? And how could you find yeah. happiness if you're not happy within? So Absolutely. it's about being uh, exactly that, you know, whatever that thing that you want out of a relationship. And I agree with you. I think communication is key. And I think if anything, that's the, the number one thing is, is communication yeah. because it's amazing how many people hold back uh, information in fear and not being able tra- not to be not able to be transparent with their partner because they're afraid that their partner may judge them a feeling yeah. or thinking this way and, and they hold back and you know and look elsewhere sometimes because they're not uh, fulfilled in their relationship because mm. they're not able to stand in their truth and be able to yeah. communicate and and I find too that in a relationship and still to including myself too still to this day my uh, husband and I will be talking about what's important to you about a relationship. Even though that we've got the same values, very old-fashioned, very passionate, we love cooking, we love music, but then when we think about what is it important to us about relationships uh, or this relationship, it's it's amazing mm. how it can be quite different. So then we communicate yeah. uh, that how could we make that happen so that we're both happy uh, you know, t- t- in, a, in the relationship itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, communication is essential. And the funny thing is, like the old saying is, um, you know, that we've got more ways to communicate nowadays with technology, yet we're talking less to each other. So it's it's about stripping it back to just the basics, I think, sometimes. And a lot of people think, well, I, I do talk to my husband or, you know, I do talk to my, my girlfriend. And it's, it's really uh, communication is something a little bit deeper than that. It's about actually sitting down, having that quality time to talk to one another. Um, it's about, yeah, like being transparent and just being open with them. It's funny because I used to have this habit where maybe because I'm a writer, I actually feel more comfortable texting (laughs) something rather than talking face to face because I'm not someone that really loves confrontation. And, um, my fiance said to me, he's like, please, for the love of God, can you stop writing and just talk to my face? And I was like, oh, okay. So that was something I needed to learn and a fear that I needed to overcome that, you know, I can talk to him without thinking that, you know, he's going to judge me or, you know, that I'm going to be put on display. And, and honestly, men communicate, you know, a lot different to women as well. So it's about finding, a balance between the two of you where you can both not only communicate effectively but the other person is receptive to that as well you know a lot of the time we think well I'll just give him the silent treatment or you know he should just know what's wrong and it's like well no unless you tell him you won't actually know you know and then a lot of the other time people communicate or they speak out of anger and emotion 
instead of just stopping, thinking, giving it a few minutes, giving maybe a few hours, and then speaking when you're a little bit more level-headed. So there's all these little ways that we can actually make communication between a couple a lot more effective. Thereby, you don't necessarily, it's not about how many words you say, it's about how you say the words and what words you say. True. I, I used to, in, in a, and probably in my past relationship, and I still do a little bit now, but not so much because we've got amazing communication between the two of us but I used to write I felt that I was able to say it without emotion get it all Mm. out on paper Mm. and be clear about my message what I wanted to say so sometimes back then that used to help me deliver what I wanted to deliver without the emotion yeah absolutely I I know what you mean I used to do that as well I mean I used to journal and everything so and because you're you you're a writer like me, it's just a natural instinct to to put it all on paper because then we can sit back and think about it and look at it and go, yeah, okay. But unfortunately, if if the person you're writing to or your husband or your your relationship partner, they that might not be the way that they best receive the communication, you know. So that's where you have to find the balance where they need to understand. Okay, well. Because I'm writing something doesn't mean that I'm avoiding talking to you. You need to understand that's my way of doing it. Whereas we also need to understand, well, their way is actually speaking about it. And you've just got to find that, like anything, you've got to find that place where you meet halfway, you know. And I think that's what is also a successful part of a relationship is where you've got two people that, um, you know, are finding that balance, you know, where they both want to work at it so they both do their part understand the other person and and you know there's that little bit of give and that little bit of take and you just yeah you're basically meeting each other halfway I I love it absolutely you sound you're oozing with passion and love so I'm going to ask you Renee what's the best part of your job the best part of my job is probably when I get an email from a random person halfway across the world who's just said thank you so much like you've got no idea I really thought I was alone. I had no idea that I needed to do this. And just to hear the response from my followers um, and the encouragement that they bring me to know that, you know, I am making an impact, that what I have to say is, you know, being received. And and that to me is what keeps me going is, is not only my, my burning desire. I mean, I know there are people out there who – you know, might have millions of followers, but at the end of the day, if I just have one woman or man that I've impacted, that to me is enough to keep me going. So what? obviously you love writing. What exactly do you write about when it comes to relationship? Because it's such a broad topic, isn't it, when you're talking about love, romance and relationships. There's so much to write about. Yeah, well, there is. I mean, I do everything from um, on my website. I do reviews and whether it's books, movies, and everything's always related to dating and relationships. That's my main passion and my main heart. Um, I try to make my advice pretty practical and relevant, I must say. Um, so I, I don't make it waft on too much. I like to keep everything, you know, dot point. Um, I'm all about I'm a very practical sort of person, so I like to make sure that my advice is um, something that people can actually apply to their life, whether it's someone that's going on a date for the very first time or someone who's going through divorce, um, how to deal with rejection, you know, anything and everything that you can think when it comes to dating relationships, guarantee I will write about that or promote it or get people to guest post um, articles about that as well. So, 
Yeah. Love it. So, Renee, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done mm. differently in your life or career? Um, I think it's funny because I never actually planned any of this. It all just kind of worked out the way it was. And every I look back and every single step over the last 10 years has been integral to the next step to where I am today. So I definitely know that this was where I was meant to be. I, the only thing that I think I would do different is that I would have been um, probably worked a little bit harder and a little bit smarter when I was in my early 20s, um, you know, whereby I could um, – maybe have more the finances that I needed to be able to do what I want to do with this right now instead of having to wait or just having a little bit more direction. But to be honest, um, everything really, it's, it's just funny. Like it's each and every step has led me to where I am now and I guess I can look back and appreciate that rather than focus on what I could have done instead. So, so it sounds like you just followed your heart. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh, goodness, that I've ever been given. Um, oh, I, would, I wouldn't say there is probably one uh, best piece of advice. I think the, probably the biggest lesson that I've learned that if you want something, you need to want it bad enough to work for it. You know, I think like you can have a dream and you can have a vision, but at the end of the day, to make it come to life, that's entirely up to you. And you've got to put in the hard work and the hours and the blood, sweat and tears to be able to finally make that a reality. So for, just for our listeners, obviously, you know, because we, we, we speak with a lot of different entrepreneurs and business owners mm. and so forth, what, were some, what would be some of your tips in regards to uh, some of the lessons that you've learned? What have you done to be where you are today? I think, um, yeah, number one, um, you know, every day you have a choice and it's a new day and you can either choose to focus on the past and the mistakes or you can choose to focus on the present and um, and choose happiness. You know, happiness is a choice and you really do have the power, well, most people do, to be able to build the life and the career that you want to, you just like anything, how bad do you want it, you know? So I think definitely having the cultivating a mindset whereby you learn to just automatically focus on the positive and you learn to just, you know, suck it up and just and just have a mindset of, yep, I can do this, you know, and, and learning to let go of self-doubt. Another big thing is, I, which is what I used to struggle with, is I always used to compare myself to a lot of other um, women out there and maybe it's because I have a background in um, modeling whereby, you know, everything's, of course, about physical appearance and, you know, and, and nowadays it's all about social media following and everything like that. And comparison can be a great thing for motivation and for giving you direction, but it can also be quite negative when you start to um, beat yourself up because you're not at the level that you thought you would be now or you're never going to be as good as someone else. So I think learning to just focus on your own goals rather than worrying about, you know, your neighbours or something else and and knowing that, you know, other women are not my competition, you know, I'm, I'm not in this because I'm trying to be better than anyone else. I'm in this to be able to just do my purpose and my purpose is to help people um, and and thirdly I think you know just um, when it comes to business and entrepreneurs is is 
I'm such a goal person. I'm such a list person. Every day I'm writing lists of what I need to do. I'm setting goals monthly, yearly. You know, it really helps, you know, you write the vision down and it becomes so much more clearer. And and putting those goals somewhere where you're reminded daily of what you're aiming towards really helps you keep on track, um, you know, in just even practical ways. That's That's probably been a really big thing for me as well. You brought up some fantastic points. I love the fact that uh, learning from your mistakes, and I think that's really important, not getting stuck in your past, but what was my learnings from that experience? And it helps you move forward, uh, which I think is also, it's, it's help. It's helping cultivating that positive mindset. Mm. And when you were talking about comparison, um, the other thing that I tend to do too is, because I, I believe there is no such thing as competition. We are all unique and all authentic. So what I do when I use the word comparison, I look at it as my benchmark. So it's more like a modeling technique where I think, okay, this is what I would aspire to be like and use that as a comparison benchmark, as a way to benchmark uh, so that I'm working towards that. And of course, once I've reached that, then I'll pick another benchmark. So that's how I use my comparison. But you're right. It can be... um, it could be a motivator, but it can go in the other direction too when you're too focused on what other people are doing. And and social media is probably, like you said, it's probably one of those things that people always, you know, look at your social media uh, platforms and, you know, how's your engagement piece and... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a tough. And, and honestly, like, especially in my industry, um, before I started to do writing full-time, it, it's heavy because you can't help but compare because... You're, you're told to compare and now and when I especially when I was modeling uh, a lot of the times you used to turn up to a casting they now ask in a casting how many followers you have so forget that maybe I have 10 years experience if I don't have 10 million followers I might not get the job which is which is kind of upsetting you know um, but and it's a relief to be able to step out of that industry but you know even the media you know look like this person or this celebrity it's it's definitely something that's massive in our culture and um and I think that it's also wonderful that there are a lot of other organizations out there and a lot of other women that are starting to realize that comparing yourself and trying to compete with the next person is just never going to get us anywhere you know um and those are the sort of women that I love to promote and I love to stand by because that is the new attitude that we need to start building in our life and it's not like you haven't had the experience I mean when you have a look at your what you have done in the past from like all the tv shows from the price is right to a whole lot of other stuff that you've done it's like you've got a lot of experience so it's interesting how they will look at, and, and I know I've heard people say the same thing when they want to publish a book. They look at, you know, how many followers do you have? And yeah, uh, it's it's changed. It never used to be like that. It was, you know, is this going to be a good, you know, of value and a good product rather than looking at how many followers you have? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we've taken the the focus of what the content is rather than. <laughs> just the you know the actual amount of people that just yeah exactly like follow you and and that's and that's sad because you know I think that there are a lot of wonderful people out there who have an inspiring story or have a message or who have a heart and that can really help shape and change the world for the better but because they don't have the the spotlight on them they're not necessarily seen as important and and that's just, um, 
it's sad, you know, and that's something that uh, I probably still struggle with. At times I feel like, you know, why does my my post, which, you know, is all about how to build a healthy relationship and how to have a fulfilling life, get less likes than someone who has a picture in, of their pouting lips or their breasts, you know, but that is the way of the world at the moment and I think um, – you know, that's only sustainable for so long before people start to realise there's an emptiness in their life and that they, they will start to then look at other people who can actually help fulfil that, um, fill that hole. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm stay clear away from social media. I actually have uh, people, my team that run all that, I, I don't touch it. So for me, I wouldn't know. But I think that, you know, when you're having a look at everything's fast-paced, it's all about visual, isn't it? And when you're talking about speaking mm. to that part of your brain, the unconscious part of your brain, which is that ninety-five percent of who we are on a daily basis. We go for pictures, <laughs> quick, quick fix. Oh, uh, absolutely. What kind of yeah. emotion is this? You know, uh, is this um, uh, uh, resonating within me, and so forth. Yeah. So it's uh, and and yet you have valuable content, which is you know we're talking mm. about you you know write for the Huffington Post and a whole lot of other uh, platforms. So you've got amazing content. Yeah, and look, you know, it's something that I, I really, uh, I mean, I get the visual side as well. And, of course, like I will be doing my own visual side with YouTube videos and things like that. And I believe that, you know, um, social media can also be something that we can use to our advantage as well. So it's just a matter of time before, yeah, people realise that, that you know, there, there has to be something more than just someone's appearance that, you know, motivates us in life. Yeah, so true, so true. So, Renee, what mm. advice would you give your younger self? My younger self, I would probably have to say uh, the biggest struggle that I had when I was young was um, that I placed a lot of my value in men. And because of that, you know, I had very low self-esteem. I constantly um, dated the wrong sort of men and had very toxic relationships. And it wasn't until I realised my true value and my worth that I was actually able to essentially really get ahead in in every aspect of my life and, and I really learned what true self-love was. Um, but it's just so funny, you know, when, when you're young and especially because I was such romantic, I was just, you know, a little bit airy-fairy when it came to guys and I really thought that uh, they were the ones who would, would fulfill all my happiness and my desires and it's just... It's just not the right sort of um, mindset to have, especially when you're so young and so influential, uh, like in, when they can be so influential on you, you know. So I definitely think if I could go back, I would say to my little self that, you know, no, your value doesn't come from men. Yeah, it's so true. Sometimes we do. And as we go, we don't know that when we're younger because it's it's not till we get, we get a little bit older and that we have a better understanding, I think, too. Yeah. But as we get older, too, we tend to worry a lot more, too. So um, do you do you worry? Do you, you know at night times when you're lying there? Do you worry about things like what keeps you up at night time? Um, well, to be honest, um, I ha I have actually done a lot of self work on myself in the last probably two years. So I've actually come a long way. Where I've, like I said, the biggest thing for me was learning to to get my happiness and peace not from circumstances, because life is always changing, and there's certain things that you can't always have control over but you can control your reaction or your emotion to that situation. So I've learned to just embrace the moment, to go with the flow, to realise that, you know, like things will things will go wrong um, and that's okay. 
So the main thing that probably keeps me up at night is just thinking, okay, now what do I need to write on my list and what post do I need to do tomorrow and, you know, and just little things like that. I try to make sure that majority of the time I actually do have a deep sense of peace in my life so that which I think is important as well because I do feel a sense of responsibility if I'm giving out this advice to women and people around the world and they're taking it literally. I need to know that it's coming from a place where I'm certain about what I do and what I write about as well. So I really make sure that I'm I'm constantly grounded and that I'm learning to appreciate the little things in life and um, deal with any of the hardships in the most practical and emotionally intelligent way possible. Oh, beautiful. So when you are lying in bed and, and thinking about, you know, maybe what's, you know, what am I going to write about? What's your little trick? Like, how do you get that out of your head and get to sleep? Um, well, what I do is I try to write a list. <laughs> I'm such a list person. Um, like I'm always, I've got a notebook that I carry around. I'm always writing in it or I've got something on my phone or I've got lists on my computer. Um, you know, and, and I'm always trying to make sure that each day I'm achieving what I need to do so that before I go to bed, I know, okay, I've done that. Okay, great. And then I write a list of what I need to do the next day and I go, okay, now I know what I need to do tomorrow. So, okay, I can go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, and eventually I just drift off to sleep anyway because my, my mind's mentally exhausted anyway. I do the same. I have a little a book that I write everything on so it's, uh, it helps me empty my head out. So, yeah, Renee, definitely. if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would that be? Oh, see, this is hard. Um, I'm sure there's a word in French which describes what I want to say but I couldn't quite work it out. Um, but I'd have to say... Look, I'm, I'm hoping that my brand is inspiring, uh, not so much in the, the normal way that we think, oh, you know, like airy-fairy inspiring, but more in the way that it really is a place where women can go to feel hope, to feel educated, which then in turn helps them feel like, okay, they've got the strength to do what they need to do, or yes, I, I can do this, or yes, I know now, you know, what what is required you know I'm wanting to inspire them to live a life and to, to live in a relationship that is full of joy and and full of you know consistency in a good way so I'm really hoping that yeah all my writings and my place and my brand is is a source of inspiration I have to agree it's inspirational for, for women just in their day Yeah, I have to yeah, agree. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I have to agree. So what we normally do, Renee, as we wrap up the show, we always ask our beautiful guests to give us three gold nuggets that uh, they would like to give to our listeners. So what would be your three gold nuggets? Um, firstly, that uh, happiness is a choice, definitely. It's, it's entirely up to you and it's entirely your responsibility. It can't be based on a man. It can't be based on how much money you have or a circumstance. It's something that you make a decision to either focus on, to hinder or progress daily. Um, secondly, that, you know, uh, love and relationships are hard work and even the great relationships are hard work, but that's honestly what makes them great. And it's something that, that requires consistent attention um, to it, but it really can be something that's completely rewarding. And like I said, you know, it's when it comes to relationships, great relationships, it's not just about a feeling, it's about an action. Um, and the third thing I would have to say is 
that, you know, if you really want to achieve something in life, whether it's losing weight, whether it's building a business, whether it's, you know, finding that dream marriage that you really want, it is possible. You just need to want it bad enough to be able to discipline yourself, to to be able to do what it takes. And, um, you know, you really can create the life that you desire. It's just a matter of equipping yourself with the right tools and the right mindset as well. Oh, I love it. And I, I have to agree with you. I always look at the analogy. I've got a little fireplace and I look at that as almost like being the relationship, you know, to keep that fire going, you constantly have mm. to uh, be attentive to it and add wood to it. And I look at the relationships very much like that. It's constant and it does take yeah. work and time and energy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and daily, it's the thing, it's just, it's not just, you know, I mean, your great patches and you have your rough patches but it's the daily choices that we make that actually shape our relationship i agree look renee it's been so wonderful to have you on the show how can our listeners find you um all they have to do is they if they want to follow my website it's just the dating directory.co um of course i also have a facebook uh fan page and instagram and twitter account which is either at renee slansky or the dating directory so it's all on the website anyway. So if they want, they can just jump online. Also subscribe to my blog as well um, and make sure that they don't miss out on any of the posts that we should. Yes, I am. Sorry, okay, just, we had a, I thought <laughs> we just had a moment. It completely uh, went into ether just then. Uh, Renee, thank you so much once again for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, I'm sure our listeners will love connecting with you and uh, definitely get on the dating directory. It's amazing. There's everything on there. So once again, thank you so very much. That's all right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Take care. You too. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.